everyone, and welcome to Input 2. This is the first episode of this season, which is actually just a semester because we're all students at Ball State. Input 2 is going to discuss movies, but we're going to do a little more than just talking about movies because let's be honest, who am I? I'm Emily Rubin. And what does that mean to you? Nothing. So <laughs> we have to make that mean something to you. We're going to talk about, talk about the context in which a film is made, the production values, all that good stuff so that maybe you can like learn a little more about the film and not just hear my random opinion on it. So I'm Emily Rubin, and joining me here today is... Angie Wanzer-Moreno, but you can just call me Just Angie. Right, Just Angie, and tell us something a little special about you. Well, I think I'm credible to talk on today's subject, and that's what... I'm also an artist. <laughs> By the way, I also draw. I draw for a living, and but... um. So Slenderman was a pretty big inspiration when I was a kid, and that's why I'm here. That's kind of sad, but we'll put that aside for now. We'll talk about that later. So today we're going to talk about the film, the the summer sensation, Slenderman. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. Um, So just like first impression, what did you think? I thought the movie was boring and um, that it needed to not exist. Okay. All right. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, I'd say my views are fairly similar to that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, So just to put this into perspective a little bit, because us two Randys just saying like, we don't like that doesn't really mean anything. I pulled a few quotes from Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I'm going to read one that's a, um, a negative review. And I truly think that it summarizes everything I feel about this movie. It is from Adam Graham from Detroit News. And he says, it doesn't add up to much more than a shoulder shrug. Perhaps that's one way to kill off Slender Man. Make his story so dull that no one cares. Savage. And um, <laughs> a lot of people don't care already, so. I truly don't care. Nail um, in the coffin for Slender Man. <laughs> um, but uh, there are fans, to be fair. Um, there are two fans on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, with the 7% They're both fresh us. rating. They're, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I pulled one from Jeremy Johns of, uh, you know, jeremyjohns.com. Classic. <laughs> and he says, as a horror movie should, this movie relies heavily on the sound. If you don't want to be scared in a horror movie, don't close your eyes. Close your ears. And this movie plays to that. I don't really get it. So I guess he's trying to reward the film for the fully work, but I, sound is a cheap way to get scares, especially in a lot of horror movies where they kind of just jump scare. Gotcha. I wouldn't really call it <laughs> like good. Even it was, it wasn't, it was there. Anything special? There was sound. <laughs> there, I could hear everybody. Um, I guess the only noticeable sound would be, I guess, when they had the wind blowing in the trees. Spooky. I get, but, okay, Jeremy, that's that's his opinion. But I just want to pull, like, these things out just to kind of give you some context. Literally, there were only two positive reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. That was one of them, and I truly don't understand what he's talking about. That's where we're at with this film. <laughs> so, really, before talking about Slenderman, the movie, we have to talk about, well, Slenderman, because... He's a myth online. Um, Angie, how did how did you find out about Slenderman? Well, when I was a young warthog, I <laughs> found him on the internet because I also went on the internet internet and looked up spooky stories. Um, and I honestly, I think I found his like the photos first, and then the Marble Hornet series, which we'll talk about later. And th- that then I was hooked. Right. I, was, I was on the Slenderman train 
the train. It's the <laughs> I, Slender City. Um, I'm, I'm sure that's a creepypasta, by the way. Um, <laughs> um, I definitely, I'm, well, I'm 90% sure that someone showed me Slender the Eight Pages or I found like someone's reaction video to it. And that's how I got into it because I distinctly remember downloading that game. Uh, I do remember playing that game with you. Yeah, so that might have been it. But it also might have been Marble Hornets. So one of those two. And those are probably the two biggest things. And I think it, it's it's a pretty telling that uh, we don't even know where we started with it, and there's just so much mythos to his legend. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps getting added on. He's just kind of ingrained in internet culture at this point. So just to kind of give some background for those of you who may not be familiar with Slenderman, he basically started off on the Something Awful forums, and there was a contest to create a photoshopped picture of something creepy and spooky. So... Uh, on June 8th in 2009 is when the contest was held. Two days later, someone submitted these pictures, and the best way to describe them is like there are these eerie black and white pictures on a playground, and there is Slenderman, this faceless dude in a mask, just kind of watching in the background. He's like in the background. You could barely make him out, <laughs> and it was really creepy. <laughs> I was terrified at the time. Now they... <laughs> yeah, looking back, they're not that well photoshopped. Well, I mean, they're that well photoshopped for back then, but now, like... You can make some real creepy stuff these days. You could Photoshop videos now. Um, and it's interesting, too, with this mythos, we can trace it back to the original person. It was a user on the site called Victor Surge, but the real name is Eric Knudsen. And I think that's something actually really interesting about, like, these internet scary stories. With, like, the verbal stories, you can't really pinpoint where they're from. With these, we have an entire record. We have an entire record of where it started and and then where it's, I guess, kind of stopped now. But... Uh, we bring that up because it's interesting as to why um, a, p- a couple girls, I'm sure people have heard about, maybe took his uh, mythos a little too seriously. And we'll delve and, uh, into that here in a minute. But just keep that in mind. This is completely traceable. It took me like 10 seconds. I 10 seconds of research. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, who made Slenderman? Um So after that contest, people started expanding on the myth. This wasn't just Eric's one work becoming like the definitive Slenderman, people started adding on to it. Like, you know, every Slenderman is different. Whoever writes the story, makes the video, he's different. Yeah, a lot of people just kind of added their own ideas and then those ideas, ideas kind of became canon. And like, so a lot of people kept using those ideas and then working off of them and it just kept growing from there. And it was actually a pretty fun uh, little thing for the community to do. And soon that forum was just the Slenderman forum on 4chan. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And then when 4chan got a hold of Slenderman, that I feel is when it really started to expand to other things. You start seeing it on like DeviantArt, Slender Nation popped up. Uh, YouTube, it definitely started surfacing in the form of like ARGs, which are alternate reality games. The most popular being, shout out to my favorite, Marble Hornets. Um, <laughs> and Marble Hornets um, is kind of interesting because Slenderman's not actually called Slenderman. He's called the Operator. I forgot about yeah. that. So, like, it's... Why? <laughs> well, the, I don't know, he's operator. Um, but that's, like, what we're saying. Like, whoever makes it, he could be called the thin man. <laughs> yeah, some people call him the, the, the tall man. The spooky Wasn't that originally man. what the movie was going to be called, or is that a I think there's movie? an um, entirely different film. I'm not sure if that's actually related to him. Oh, I see. If not, I'm sure it's probably inspired by him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh... Is there any notable other things Slenderman related you can think of off the top of your head? Um, he's become a meme sensation. Oh, gosh, yeah. People love him. He's hilarious. Uh, look at him. He's in a suit. <laughs> he's, he's tall and gangly. 
It's like most comedic white guys, I believe. <laughs> Slenderman's just a white guy in a suit. Confirmed. Oh guys. Uh, and I guess we should probably talk about what he does exactly. Um, so, like we said, it varies from story to story. But typically, um, he is he starts to drive you insane with his presence. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, <laughs> you don't really summon him or anything. He just kind of picks you. He just kind of picks you, and it tends to be... I- children that he like mm-hmm. stalks that was the whole point of the f- missing 14 children in that original photo yeah uh, he picks you uh there's some controversy not controversy but there's some differentiation from stories whether he uh kills the children or he just takes them away to wherever or he has other people he like possesses them and they kill for him there's a whole lot of stuff that he can apparently do i think something that's consistent though is there's usually no way to kill him Mm-hmm. And that's part of what I personally think makes him a scary thing. We don't know, we don't know anything about him. We don't know how to kill him. We don't know where he came from. We don't know where he came. Why is he wearing a suit? Why is he got tentacles? <laughs> Why is he like trees? Why is he like kids? <laughs> the moral of the story is: if you see Slender Man, don't just don't see. Him. Don't see him. You don't see him. <laughs> so now the kind of background of Slender Man and the internet culture that he's inspired, um, we should probably talk about. <laughs> how people have taken Slenderman from just like this online creepypasta and gone just a little too far with it or misconstrued original stories into reality. And I'm going to start with this off with a disclaimer in saying that this case involves two preteen girls at the time. And it's important to note preteens' minds haven't fully developed, obviously. And so what seems silly and obviously fake to us can seem very real and scary and frightening to young children. Because they are children. Exactly. So while it's fair to say that this might seem a bit ridiculous by our standards, kind of have to put yourself back in the mindset of a young child that finds something scary. Um, So going off of that, this does involve, at the time, these two girls that were 12 years old. Morgan Geyser, uh, yeah, Morgan Geyser and Anissa Wire. Uh, these two girls decided to have a sleepover with their friend for a birthday party. Their friend, Peyton uh, Leitner. That was her birthday? It was, oh. it was um, I believe it was Morgan's birthday. Okay. Oh, well. It was one of their birthdays. Not that that's much better, but it <laughs> gets stabbed on her birthday. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a birthday party, but they were definitely all having a sleepover. Um, they, Morgan and Anissa had decided that they needed to kill their friend, Peyton. Peyton goes by Bella, and they all refer to her as Bella. And they were going to do it at some point during the sleepover. So after they wake up the next day, they ask their mom if they can go to the park. And Morgan's mom says, absolutely. So they take Bella to the park. And they start to isolate her, you know, take her into the woods a bit. And (laughs) they find, like, I don't know how to describe, like, the rest houses, uh, I think so. The restrooms um, mm-hmm. at, like, public parks. So, actually, by this point, they haven't actually gone in the woods. I take that back. Um, they slam this girl's head into, like, the wall. Um, so, she's disoriented. And, and yeah, she's about to be knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they later, they stab her. 19 times. 19 times. Once very close to the heart. Um, despite And that's not even the worst part. The worst part for me is that they left her to just die there. Well, you were even telling me about how she, one of the girls was egging on the other to yeah. stab her. So um, Anissa actually, um, at one point, 
started telling Morgan, like, you have to do this because Morgan was the one that was designated to do the stabbing and she was starting to chicken out because you're looking at your friend and you actually have the knife. And I think it all became a little too real for her. Um, That's when Anissa stepped in and really kind of convinced her that this is necessary. Um, It's just a very horrific situation all around. So Bella's there and a passerby sees her and luckily Bella's fine. She made it. But during that time, Morgan and Anissa decide that they need to go to the Slender Mansion uh, because uh, Slender Man lives there and they want to be proxies of his. Good tell me how to get get to Slender Mansion. And we had to look... I, I looked this up because, honestly, I really never knew what Slender Mansion was. I've never read anything about it. looked it up? Please tell me. Um, It's in a game from what I can find. It must have been like an added level or a smaller game. Is it only the new game? Is it from the newer game? I'm honestly not sure, but it's not like one of the big main things that most people are familiar with. So it just adds a whole another layer of kind of absurdity to the situation. They initially got caught. You know, police found him. Because she survived. She obviously going to (laughs) know. So... We're very lucky that Bella's here with us, but that's kind of what happened with Slenderman. So they go to court and everything, and the whole thing surrounding it is like they're saying Slenderman told them to do this. They had to do this. And what's really spooky to me is this is not the only case even that involves children doing something because of Slenderman. Um, After the case, there are two other notable ones I could find, and I got this information from USA Today. But a girl, a 15-year-old girl tried to... um, stab somebody else and then another girl wasn't it her mom i believe it was, I her, think mom. It was her mom and then another girl i think she's in ohio she burned down her house because of slender man allegedly and mm-hmm. another book series that i'm unfamiliar with so this Both were alleged yeah <laughs> this is all heresy at this point um but what really interests me is the idea of taking it's at what point is the source material responsible for these mm-hmm. things that are happening in real life. And at what point do you just maybe want an excuse to hurt somebody? Exactly. Or at what point is it maybe dangerous for kids to be on the internet and be seeing this stuff because they are so impressionable? Um, then I guess that, that ties back into the, is it the source's fault? Like, yeah, he, if his audience was never intended for children, but of course they somehow found it because they're children and they're on the internet, then what can what you, are you do? supposed to do about that? I just... In my personal opinion, I'm pretty strongly against censorship, and I very rarely advocate for anything being censored. And I also, I, it's one thing if, like, you have some sort, like, some character telling kids, like, hey, go stab your friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, obviously, you can trace it back to them actually advocating for kids to go out and take an action. But n- nowhere, I feel, is it really advocated, at least in an official capacity, that Slender Man is telling anybody to take this into real He's also always framed as something to avoid. Yeah. And also, again, he's so traceable back to his original, like, where his birthplace. We know where he came from. We know he isn't real. Although they seem, it's very, the stories are very good at making him be like an ancient guy who's been there forever. And he lurks in the, oh, he's been eating children for years. Not that I know if, I don't know how he would eat a child. Just, no face. No face <laughs> yeah, his mouth. Maybe his mouth is in his tummy. That's even more horrifying. See, we just <laughs> added a new air. You're welcome. <laughs> right official. That. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is all completely terrible. And I wanted to bring up 
Bill Wire, who's the father of Anissa Wire, uh, and just to reiterate, Anissa was one of the girls that helped in the stabbing. This was not the victim. Um, when talking about the Slenderman film, which we're going to get into in more depth here in a minute, he actually said in an interview with USA Today that the film is trying to capitalize on this tragedy. And that's why we bring up this case, because it played a role in... <laughs> And just like the release issues. Exactly. (laughs) But he actually told USA Today, it's absurd that we want to make a movie like this. It's popularizing a tragedy is what it's doing. I'm not surprised, but in my opinion, it's extremely distasteful. All we're doing is extending the pain of three three families have gone through. I personally don't agree. I think it should also be noted that just because something is Slenderman related doesn't mean it's related to the specific instance. After seeing the film, it's not has nothing to do with it. I also think it's interesting that this is the thing. It's this stabbing. Like, there have been other, like, copycats. Like, kind of with Death Note, there were people who, like, tried to kill people by writing right. their name in a book. But, like, I'm. it's interesting that this is the this is the case that kind of killed Slenderman for people. This is the w- one where people were like, well, Slenderman's bad. He's a cult. He's a, <laughs> like, there was even an officer quoted in one of the articles where he was like, well, there's just dangerous things on the internet. It, like, they're fake things, though. Yeah, they're not real things. And I find it even more absurd that we're blaming like the character itself when it's people behind the keyboard that are writing it. So it's just a very odd thing to me. Like, even if we did like go ahead and ban Slitterman, anybody can write anything else. Like, right. It's ever if someone wants to hurt somebody, they're gonna find an excuse to. Or if it wasn't that story that freaked them out, they if they're searching for scary stories, they're going to find, find another one. But when you look at the Slenderman movie, I don't think you'll really find a scary film, to be honest. No, nothing real scary. More like boring. I don't think anyone's going to be inspired to kill anybody after seeing this. I don't know. Hot take? No, it didn't inspire me. It inspired me to go to the bathroom in the middle of the film. Uh, it did <laughs> inspire me to take a long nap and contemplate why I spent like $15. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, before we go any further, let's talk about the Slenderman film and we'll tie it all together here. Uh, Do you want to start with the film? Oh gosh, Uh, we both had to Google this film before (laughs) coming in here because it was so boring we forgot what happened. But basically (laughs) there's these girls who, who watch a video, you know, as no, you do. As you do. Like, seven days. Come on. Um, <laughs> they watch the video. They get all spooked. And also, they, it's like a ring knockoff, but a terrible it's a one. big ring knockoff. It's more like rings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bad. the bad ring. <laughs> and there's like a random Illuminati sign in there. There is just a random... It just <laughs> oh, that's an, a fil- This film, I will start with, tends to just mush things all together. Like, anything that looks kind of scary, they just kind of throw it in there. Yep. Um... Uh, beginning with this opening video that they all watched to summon the Slender Man. Um, they try to, they watch the video and they, they'd be like, you got to get through the whole thing. And they watch the video and they're like, I'm so scared. And then <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, they watch the video, then they start seeing things, they start getting spooked. Their friend goes missing. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes the major conflict of the whole film. Their friend goes missing. They can't find her. They don't know what happened to her. One of the girls is like, well, obviously, I need to research this guy. And all the other guys are like, no, we just can't ignore it. And then they go out into the forest, and they're like, we got to summon the Slender Man. As you do. As you do. Hashtag just then, girly things. <laughs> hashtag just girly things. And then uh, the girl, Chloe. Uh, it's Ren, Hallie, Chloe, and Katie. Katie's the one who goes missing. 
Chloe, while they're in the woods, decides to take off her blindfold, which they all have to wear one because they don't want to see his spooky, ugly face. And I want to iterate, there is no reason as to why she took this blindfold off. They very explicitly were like, under no circumstances, take this off. If you look at this guy's face, you're going to go insane. She got scared, Emily. Well, so obviously she did the scariest thing you could do, which is look. (laughs) Like, ruin your life. Yeah. Um, So she she took it off and she just, then she took off running into the forest. Um, uh, And, you know, the forest is where all the spooky things happen. So the girls, all the girls take off their blindfold to go chasing after her. Um, I, you know, events happen. Uh, <laughs> I would like to point out these girls were able to leave their home very late at night and sneak off into the woods after one of their friends has already gone missing. I'm not convinced they have parents. I know we've seen them, but <laughs> I'm not sure they're actually their parents. There's only one parent, and th- this parent breaks into a child's home later <laughs> in the film. Uh, the the father of the girl who goes missing, Katie's father. Yeah breaks into our main girl's house <laughs> he sure does and is like i know you you're a witch and you made my daughter go away and then <laughs> attempts to assault her and her little sister and uh, honestly I, like what was so surreal is like he gets in the house and he he's completely uninvited like he walked in the door was unlocked like she it wasn't like he came to the door and she let him in he's like going up the stairs and this girl's like Whatever. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> what? Just, she like pokes her head out as like, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> You're a full grown adult breaking to my house. I think honestly, of all the things, that was the spookiest part or the scariest part. Yeah, because you don't know what this actual human being is going to do. Humans are always the scariest parts of films. But also, uh, at this point, we haven't really done much Slender Man in. At this point, I don't think we actually got into Slender Man because this happened uh, very early on. Because mm-hmm. I believe right after they sneak into was Katie's it house, they go into it the was woods? before. Um, I was gonna say because that's when the Slender Man stuff starts, and so that's probably the most notable moment in the film. Um, mm-hmm. We're skipping around because there really is no story. There really, is, there really, it really is them just mushing stuff together. There's even a part I don't even remember when this was happening. Uh, like her little sister's in the hospital and she's really nervous and anxious yep. about it, and she's just walking through the hallways, um, seeing creepy stuff. Like they literally just mushed a bunch of bunch of creepy stuff together because they wanted those shots in the trailer, I guess. And you know what? Like, you know what's so weird now that I think about it? Like I just thought of this. Like it was just painted more like a mental ward. It was. But it was just like a random a hospital. Why was there just a hospitals bathtub? Are, hospitals are scary. All hospitals are scary. <laughs> I remember last time I went to a hospital and there was a woman in the tub uh, a posed porcelain dramatic, tub. <laughs> dramatically so everyone passing by could see her. No, Emily, she was having mind problems. Okay. She's seeing things. All right. It makes sense. <laughs> it's spooky. Um, Be scared. Another aspect of the film that very much confused me is there's a part where, well, we see the girls take Katie's computer so that they can research, like, see what she was doing and all that. And Ren, she's kind of, like, the side main character. Um, I debate she played more of an active role than the main character, Haley. Um, But Ren is the one that kind of interacts with this online persona that... That, um, oh, right, the online persona, which I love that the movie does this. She just gives them all the exposition. Yeah, no, this, just, is, this is all the things you need to know about Slender Man. Isn't that convenient? So this girl... If you just listened to me, you would have survived. That she'd been ta- that Katie had been talking to apparently is like the Slender Man guru. <laughs> it's, like, it's very surreal. She knows all the things about Slender Man. It is alive somehow. Yeah, and then she randomly, <laughs> like, they come to her later for help, and she's like, 
oh no, you're in too deep. And like she logs out, deletes her account, and <laughs> leaves them on their own. So there's no point to it. It was just very odd. It was just there to provide exposition that no one really cares about because the whole point of Slender Man is that he's creepy and mysterious and you deleted that completely. We also had like one of those super cliche like Google scenes. Yes, we did. Like one of the Twilight-esque like when Bell was looking for the... Or even like in Catwoman where it was like the cat in history. Yeah, yeah it was just like... <laughs> That's a bad movie. Thanks. Um, Something, another scene that kind of stuck out to me... Um. This was when this actually involves Chloe, um, and I think Chloe's pretty funny because I think she's the worst actress out of all of them. And they obviously didn't write her role like they. I'm gonna make a, a statement that I cannot verify, but um, they gave the minority character the least interesting uh, part. Uh, they wrote her in a way that she just disappears. Yeah, she kind of just is written out of the movie pretty quickly because she goes too crazy (laughs) that she doesn't talk to anybody anymore. She makes the worst decision out of all of them. Mm -hmm. I'd say she has the least personality. Um, Mm. I I don't know if I should insinuate anything, but I'm just telling you that's what's in the film. At least she didn't get Katie's role, which is just to be dead. (laughs) Wait a minute, yeah. Um, But I talk, so Chloe, um, her scene with Slenderman is that she's sitting at home and then her like iPhone starts to like a FaceTime. Oh yeah. And then like it's like she answers it and it it's the out like a visual of the outside of her house and she's like she looks out the window and she, no no one's there. But then it starts like the her FaceTime shows that whoever's like stalking her starts coming in the house and like up the stairs. Yeah, just like flown through the walls. That whole part, I was like, I don't feel suspense right now. I feel like if that was used in a different movie with a competent director, that you could actually make something. I feel like it could have if like it actually look. Here's the thing that I don't like when people try to do the hand cam thing with very expensive cameras. Yeah. Because it was obviously filmed very well. The image right. she was seen on her phone instead of just like a FaceTime video. Wouldn't it be scary if it was like the real kind of grainy night footage though? Like exactly. Maybe not in this film. but Because like, I think maybe that's what they might have been trying to go for maybe is like... Like, ooh, like the original, like the Marble Hornets, like the, ooh, look at the hand cam, look at thing. But the camera was so nice and <laughs> it was and also awful. it was just floating through walls. Like maybe if there was some kind of a little bit of forced entry, that would have, right. like making it feel more real would have maybe freaked me out a little more. I think like the thing is the idea of a stalker, paranormal, whatever or not. Uh, I personally think a real stalker is scarier, but yes. whatever, I don't believe in ghosts. Um that's a scary concept. And so if you have like a visual of someone standing out of your house, like watching you, that could be so scary. And that's a good idea. How do you how do you make that not scary, Slender Man? Why are you doing this? This movie didn't do a good job. It there didn't. Was, there's another thing they could have incorporated, I think, better, which is like Slender Man standing in the background and being creepy. Like there was He wasn't there at all. He wasn't there at all. You hardly see Slender Man in that's this movie. That's how he started. Like, come on. Come on. I guess like we've kind of been jumping around, like I said, with like different scenes the the story is not very cohesive it's mostly just some kind of walking around doing things um but the end and this is where we get in spoiler territory so if you don't want to hear it i don't really know why you're here at this point but we're about to get into the end of the film Mm -hmm. um angie tell us about the end hallie sacrifices herself to the slender man and she gets turned into a tree (laughs) and uh Honestly, I kind of liked that concept a little bit. I like the concept. Um, I like the idea of him stealing children and turning them into trees because the whole movie we're like panning to trees and mm-hmm. hearing the trees in the wind. Um, but I think it added too much closure, honestly. 
like too much like, oh, that's what he does. Well, okay. He's a tree guy. Yeah, it was too <laughs> many answers. But at the same time, it left so many because um, a lot of other characters don't get a real resolution. They, we just kind of stop seeing them. For sure. And it, it doesn't leave the good kind of questions. <laughs> yeah, I left immediately like, what did I just watch and why? Uh, and it's not like these are co- like smart questions that make you go, I wonder what's happening. I hope they make a sequel. This is just like, how did they think this was a good idea? <laughs> Why did they decide to film it this way? And why did they decide to make Slenderman a basic demon <laughs> just uh, to summon? That's something important to note. So in this version, Slenderman is more, he's more of a demon figure. Um, so they go in, they, they, to make Slenderman start stalking you, you have to actually summon him. To me, that's not scary because you're actively taking, you're inviting him in. <laughs> right. Yeah. First, yeah. That's demon possession vi- videos. We're done with those. We know. Yeah, put a little salt on them. Get them out of here. <laughs> like the whole point that Slenderman was scary is that like he's just coming after you. Yeah. You don't know his reason. You didn't. Sum- you have no control over this. You didn't summon him. Here he comes. <laughs> yeah. I just. I really wasn't on board with the cho- like the creative t- the choice they made with all the things you could do with Slenderman. This just seemed easy and boring. So let's get a little more in depth with the characters. We've talked about them a little bit. I wanted to highlight Ren. Uh, like I said, she's kind of um, not Katie's sidekick. Haley's sidekick. Um, she's the one that actually. She takes more of the initiative to figure out what Slender Slenderman is, and she takes it very personally to try and find Katie. Um, I want to give a shout out to Joey King, the actress that plays this character. I genuinely think that given a a role in a movie that is written better and directed better, she might actually be a decent actress. I don't really feel that way about any of the other girls. I know a lot of people online highlight Haley as a good actress, and I I disagree. I guess she was. Okay. She was boring the entire... Like, she didn't... She was boring the... And that could be the director's fault. It could be. Um, I just mean, I feel like, in the case of Ren's character, there were instances where I actually saw, like, this girl is trying. Yeah, I definitely... Yeah, Joey King's character was definitely um, better acted. <laughs> and she's also been in The Conjuring as one of the daughters, which is uh, kind of cool, yeah, which is a Conjuring. much better movie. Please go watch that mm-hmm. and Wish Upon, uh, which is dumb fun. So I'd prefer watching that. But in regards to the characters, who would you say like is the most interesting? <laughs> most interesting? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Ren probably. Ren? Well, I, I didn't like that little twist they pulled at the end where she's she's the one leading the friends into the forest to the Slenderman. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a twist that happened, but uh, it's so non-important. Twist. Oh, wink. It really, we we didn't even, it's not important. It has really no it has no impact on anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, of all the characters, yeah. Truly nobody else does anything close to really good. Um, they're yeah. all very shallow. Uh, they do that thing where like teenage girls randomly become like mad at each other for no reason. Women <laughs> are great plot devices because they get rationally mad because they're not real people, especially teenage women. Sincerely, the movie industry. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, I mean, they're being stalked. None of them, for a while, none of them really seem phased one that their friend is missing. Like they're all kind of just like, wow. I hope we find her. Sad. <laughs> it's just none of these girls were believable, relatable, or really likable. Mm. And uh, 
Neither was the rest of the film. Uh, you know, I think we should talk about some of the good things mm-hmm. about this film. The only good things I can think about are related to cinematography, but even then, I'm going to talk about the bad things. <laughs> should I talk about the bad things first? Kind of I give it a no. Give, us, give, a good give us a treat. <laughs> give us a goodie. All right. A gold nugget, if you will. <laughs> um, one of the scenes that stuck out to me, and I'm sure no one else cared except me, it's literally like a shot. Um... There's like a scene when the crazy dad of Katie breaks into Haley's house. Like the police come and Haley's looking out the window and you can see like the police lights reflected on her face and the rest of Roddy's like in the shadow. That was a nice shot. Good job. For the longest, for like a week, that's all I remembered about the film. I actually liked a few shots of the cinematography. Mm -hmm. It's just that some of them were so disconnected from what the film was trying to say. If it was even trying to say anything. Yeah, I wouldn't like it's hard because this film technically doesn't look bad the problem is not looking bad isn't good isn't good anyone can really (laughs) point and shoot anyone can make it look pretty but you have to use the shots i know effectively um you talked about liking the trees yeah um i enjoyed how spooky they made the trees especially when it came uh to the sounds um because they they like they take that moment of whenever you've ever stood in your backyard or around a lot of trees, like in a park or something, and it's just you and it's quiet and you just hear trees and wind. Like mm-hmm. they kind of take that. Everyone's at least at some point experienced that. I hope, I assume, if you're Midwestern, you've heard some trees before. Uh, but <laughs> they've probably taken that and made that spooky. And then that actually does tie in well. Shots like that tie in well with the end of the film, which is her turning into a tree. <laughs> so that's the only theme that seems to run through. All the other spooky shots, like the video, that has nothing to do with trees or Slender Man. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. And like we talked about earlier, I was—I know in the theater because we saw it together. Um, you leaned over to me and were like, "Let's look for Slender Man," and I looked the entire time, and I was so disappointed. It would be such an easy thing to do. It's Just not like edited. Yeah, it was so easy. Someone photoshopped it in the olden <laughs> times. I say the olden times of two thousand nine. <laughs> they made an entire meme. Entire meme about it. You can't just put a little CGI in there, put him a little white face like in the background. When we do see Slender Man, it's not like he looks good. He looks very bad. <laughs> like So just putting him in somewhere would really not just and add some shadow. Even the parts where he does kind of is in the background, they're so obvious. I want it to be hard to see him so that when I do see him, I'm rewarded. But then again... I'm also not a director. <laughs> I like how I was like, let's talk about the good things. And we just slipped back in. Slipped back into, I wish they did this. <laughs> so that's how we feel. That's um, how we feel. One more thing I want to bring up about cinematography, because this bothered me a lot. And I know immediately after we got out of the film, this is probably the th- first thing I said to you. Probably. Um, what's up with all the Christian symbols? Oh, Yeah. That's um, another thing that makes Slenderman scary is that he's not tied to anything else we've known before, except, I guess, wearing a suit and being yeah. white. <laughs> like, the first time I noticed it, there's like this random shot of a church and they really hold on it. Like, they want you to see it. Later on, you see like, you know, the the cross hang up in someone's house. Yeah, just in the background. It's, it's there. Like it's a demon possession movie, but it They're isn't. They're really... They're using a lot of Christian themes, but what's what's weird is like they don't do anything with it. Like they're they don't and they shouldn't because they shouldn't have added it at all because Slenderman has never been tied to anything religious. Before. Exactly. To me, it felt like a cheap way to make 
specific audience members yes. feel like, oh, Uneasy. that's relatable. Yeah. It's it relates to my specific religion, and that's a scary experience. But that I you, they have to give their audiences more credit than that. Yeah, that also brings me back to like. Maybe they were trying to cash in, just trying to... They they mush in so many things into this film. Like, they start with a video, like, in The Ring. They have a demon possession kind of a thing. You have to summon him. There's all these this weird imagery that's just kind of there to be creepy at points. Um, there's, like, a point where Hallie's boyfriend's trying to give her the smooches, and then he just goes... Okay, I lied. That's my favorite scene. It's the worst thing I've ever seen on a film. I highly recommend seeing the film just for that. I honestly could not believe what I was seeing. I laughed in the theater, and I'm sure... Like, okay, our theater was dead silent, except for us talking and laughing. Um, You could hear me distinctly laughing in that theater. Um, That's... (laughs) That was, um, she did laugh. That part actually freaked me out, though, because it was loud. It was And I'm loud. jumpy, okay? <laughs> it relies on jump, and that's not effective. Yeah. It's not effective. You can't just start. I'm so startled. You can't just startle people. <laughs> I'm so startled. So cinematography really wasn't anything impressive. If you're, if it, you can't even say it's like a poorly made written film, but it looks good. It's just boring. It better look decent for ten million dollars. <laughs> yes, this had a budget of ten million, but Marble Hornets made a more compelling story with like not ten million dollars, with five dollars, just three dudes, for the most part, and not ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of want to bring this around back. To where we started with the case we were talking about because I'm sure at this point you're like why did you even tell me that well here's the thing if we look at the real initial release date May 18th for Slenderman is this movie did not release on May 18th it released on August 10th what happened here so in an article titled Slenderman being shopped to other studios as Sony producers clash um, first off very telling article. I think that tells you most what I need to know. And this is a Variety article, by the way. Um, They basically tell us that Sony was having disagreements with the producers, and the producers were like, I don't want to say they thought they had a hit, but I think they had too much uh, pride in what they were making, and they really thought there was going to be real interest in this film, from what I gather. I have no idea why. I guess because they were old men and were like, oh, look at this thing I just found. (laughs) but Sony was kind of like, I don't know. What's so weird is they were workshop- they were shopping this very close to the release date, and that just doesn't happen usually. That's not a good sign. So that's one red flag that I want to bring up. The second red flag I want to bring up are the quotes that uh, Bill Wire, uh, the father of Anissa, said that I had read initially where he was saying, like, it's basically like taking advantage of what happened to my daughter and these other two girls. Um, When that post was made, they were terrified of public backlash uh, as a result of the Megan and Anissa case. They were terrified that they would be associated with the stabbing or that they were being insensitive. Now, I don't know exactly what happened in pre-production, but we can look at the trailer and kind of get a sense of what happened. So, Angie, tell us a little bit about the trailer. So the trailer has a few shots in it that aren't in the film at all. There's one specifically where Chloe, the girl who loses her mind because she took off her blindfold, um, is uh, sitting in class dissecting frogs with the other children. And um, she takes what the, the like dissecting knife. It's just like, 
stabs herself in the eye. <laughs> so there's stabbing imagery with one of the young girls, and that was definitely removed, that scene. And then when we come to that scene in the film, it feels empty. Very empty. Uh, nothing happens. The scene did not need to be there. The scene didn't need to be there. It, all that happens, I think, is Hallie gets a little spooked from the frog or something. Yeah. Um, but there's another scene where... Uh, uh, the girl who originally goes missing, Katie, comes out of the forest all bloody, which I don't know if that one's more of a stretch, I think. But still, like, uh, Bella or um, Peyton uh, Leitner came, crawled out of the forest to a bike trail mm-hmm. where a biker found her. Um, so I think there were I think they were conscious about what scenes they were taking out what scenes they decided to keep i'm pretty sure that, how much gore they kept <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that uh, studios were like eh, let's be safe so with that in mind we don't really know what the original cut of this film was going to be but i think the movie was a lot of the scenes were cut because of the fear of the backlash we we know they were cut and this is i'm pretty sure it's widely accepted this is the reason why mm-hmm. i mean i it's. I do think there's a bit of insensitivity going here. Of course, uh, censorship has uh, is not great all the time. Uh, but in terms of be- sensitivity, I think maybe this film it just came out at the worst time. Yeah, like, really unfortunate. <laughs> like Slenderman's been dead ever since his latest game. Yeah, and uh, and the fact that these girls even knew about him is amazing. Honestly, yeah, I, it's he's true. he's been dead forever. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty insent. I think it was insensitive. And- I don't. <laughs> I disagree. I, I mean, wasn't it in the town you said that? Yes, the town um, that the girls lived in or I think the surrounding area, too, they did not show the film. And I agree with that. Uh, <laughs> that's I, more local. That's more personal. I, yeah, that makes sense. That happened in your own hometown. But I don't know. Slenderman, I don't like this movie, nor do I think it really should have been made. Um, but the attachment isn't there to the specific case for me to feel as if it was insensitive nor do like again i don't know what the original cut of the film was going to be but i highly doubt it involved the girls actually stabbing each other so i just feel like it's so far removed that you have to look to be insulted by it and i have no idea what those families went through i don't i I know it must be difficult we're talking a lot but we have not almost lost our daughter but I also have to like go and say you choose to watch the film. It seems fairly simple to just keep your daughter away from the film. Um, yeah, uh, it's. I don't think it's the Slender Man's fault because he isn't <laughs> it's, real. It's all. The I think Man. it's two girls who maybe wanted an excuse to hurt somebody, or two girls who definitely need help. A lot of help, and exactly. they are getting that help now. Thank goodness. And so and so is the girl who was stabbed. She's still with us. She's going to need a lot of therapy for the rest of her life, but she's doing okay. <laughs> so with these cuts that were made, this the film that we've been talking about is the film we got, whether we like it or not. But what's so surreal to me is that I think I haven't seen like an actual reviewer like talking about it in a positive light. This movie made 30 million, like over 30 million dollars. So it made back its money. 
what does that say about all of us? We helped fund this movie. Like we, we certainly did. Who's seen this movie? Us. Who was this movie? There was almost for? no one in the theater on opening night. Yeah, we were there. Nobody else there, and no one reacted to anything. Except us. <laughs> Except us. Very sarcastically and giggling because <laughs> we're children. Um, so I guess the moral of the story is, you know, don't support these terrible films. Um, wait till they come to Netflix or Redbox or something. Also, uh, please tell your children that stabbing is bad. <laughs> yes, Anna. It, well, you know what? You can you can quote me on this. Uh, I liked Slenderman when I was a kid, and I didn't stab anybody. <laughs> same. Uh, I would just sit here in a room and record podcasts about <laughs> it. <laughs> so ultimately, would you recommend this film? I know we don't like it, but would you even like? Is it so bad it's good? No, it wasn't even enjoyable in a bad way, like the Bye Bye Man. Okay, so Bye Bye Man versus Slender Man movie. Which would I see? Yeah, which would you recommend? Oh, God. <laughs> oh. oh, I guess, I don't want to say it, but I guess the Bye Bye Man. Don't think it. Don't say oh, it. Oh, <laughs> God. I believe it. Um, I would recommend the Bye Bye Man. I laughed more. I laughed more at that one. I mean, there were naked people for no reason in that movie. That's pretty funny. You know naked what happened? people are always funny. <laughs> you know what happened in Slender Man? We walked in the woods for a minute. That was nice. <laughs> that was nice. We walked outside in the dark a lot. It was always dark. Um, I, <laughs> I digress. I digress. <laughs> All right. So is there anything else you just want your audience to know right now? You got a burning thing to say about Slender Man? I love him. And I want everyone to know that he's, even though he kills yes. children in in fiction, um, that he's actually uh-huh. a pretty cool, fun story. That's, it's, he's too old now. <laughs> and he's, I'm sorry, Slenderman, but it's officially, you're dead. We've dead Slenderman We've killed him. Just let him be. Let him be. Let him rest in peace. My final note to you all is if you're interested in Slenderman or specifically uh, Megan and Anissa's case, I highly recommend watching the actually really great documentary, Beware the Slenderman. It handles Slenderman very respectfully. It shows various viewpoints. Um, you get to see Anissa and Megan's point of view from there. You get to see exactly what they were thinking. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. It is so much better of a Slenderman movie than... The Slender Man movie and, this, you know, the documentary is mostly about the case and these girls. And if you want to know more about Slender Man, uh, well, I Google was going to say Google him, but you might get some pictures you don't want. So I would go <laughs> ahead and watch Marble Hornets. I don't know if that's still an effective uh, I think it is. video series, but I liked it when I was a kid. And I, I highly recommend too. it. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Um, all right, Angie, where can people find you at? People can find me on Instagram at angryangie. Good luck try, trying to type that. <laughs> and you can read my full review of the Slenderman movie on bitebsu.com or theballstatedaily.com. Uh, I go a little more in-depth about my, um, just a little more in-depth about the film as a whole. So check it out if you want. That'd be super cool. But what you really should do is follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at ByteBSU to keep up with all of our new content. And all of our content is posted on both ByteBSU.com and the Ball State Daily. Be sure to check us out and join us next time for Input 2. This is Emily Rubin signing off. And just Angie.